Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sports Health. I'm 90 the Fan. I'm your host, Ben Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors. Take care of business. I don't even know if that's a specific term um, for what we saw tonight. The Raptors winning by a score of 117 to 111. Um, you know, it, it was uh, more trouble than you would expect from the Houston Rockets, especially without um, their starting backcourt of Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. It was still... The Raptors had to dig deep a little bit, you know. Maybe maybe dig deep is too much of a of an overstatement. Maybe like dig dig mid medium dig medium. That's that's a new phrase that we're just gonna pioneer on this show because the Raptors actually had to dig in a little bit because wow, those, the way they started this game was genuinely like I know we've had some bad starts to the the, the games and we've seen like multiple forty point quarters given up and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I just want to read you just like a play by play. I know like not a lot of people like this kind of style. I just think it's important because the Raptors. Had the call the first time out here at the eight-minute mark. And prior to that, in the four minutes that preceded, these are the plays that happened, okay? First play of the game, Scotty Barnes is pressuring Deshaun Nix at the top of the floor. Nix turns the corner against Scotty, gets downhill. Nobody helps, even though there's like three, four guys who are fully in position to help on a drive down the middle of the floor from above the three-point arc. And Nix gets in for a layup. That's the first play of the game, all right? Um, on, the, on the ensuing possession, Scotty Barnes makes a bad pass. Uh, it's a turnover. The Rockets get a steal. They run away in for a layup. So now it's 4 nothing. Then the next play down, Pascal is uh, is dribbling in traffic. Um, there's a crowd around him. He ends up turning the ball over. And then going the other way, Eric Gordon um, drives to the basket and with an up fake and one over Scotty who jumped on the fake. So now it's 7 nothing, and all you have so far is two turnovers. Raptors come down the floor. What's the, what's the shot they look for? It's a Scotty Barnes uh, 3 that was a hard brick. Like it's, it wasn't even like a, like, you know, it landed softly on the rim and it, you know, it had a chance to bounce back in. Like it was just one of those, like it sounded loud in the arena too. Cause it was mad quiet in there. Nobody was in the crowd except for 50 cent for some reason. What a way to spend your Friday night watching uh Raptors rockets live courtside. That must've cost him probably, you know, two hours of his life. Um, okay. All right. So what's the next play down? The Raptors at least got to stop. So it's like, okay, what do they do on offense? Precious goes in on ISO, misses it. The rebound comes back out. Then Fred goes in on ISO, misses it. It's like, okay, all right, whatever. The Raptors get another stop. You know, uh, Raptors come down. They're like, okay, let's establish Pascal. He's around the basket. He misses two consecutive layups. Um, And then (laughs) the Raptors get the ball back. Pascal comes off the floor. And it's a travel for Pascal. He, he He gets called for moving his pivot foot. Then um, the next play down, uh. Gary walks down the floor, pull up three without a single pass. Like he gets the rebound, walks up to the floor. And look, look, it was a semi-open look, but it's just a pull up three, no pass, 20 seconds of the shot clock. I don't like that shot for anybody except for Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. He misses that three. And uh, not only that, but the Rockets get the rebound and Aaron Gordon takes it the length of the floor for the layup. The Raptors have to call timeout. I mean, wow, that's just so, so bad from the starting group. I understand that, like, they're they're ready for the trade line to hit. I understand that, like, you know, there's not a lot of um, excitement playing Houston in February. All right. I understand that this is game six of a seven game road trip that has taken them away from home. But like, come on. Right. I I think at minimum, like there's got to be some kind of standard when you put on that Raptors jersey. And I'm not trying to be corny about the whole thing. Like whatever it's just a piece of clothing but it's not right it's it's it, you're representing the organization 
And never in my life do I ever want to see that. Like, I don't want to see some of those possessions that I saw at the start of the game, whether that's the lack of help defensively, whether that's why guys walking in for layups, whether that's, you know, turnovers, brick jumpers, brick layups, more turnovers, more isos, more quick threes. Like, I don't want to see any of that. That's just such a nasty start to the game. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people turn off the TV after that, you know, and, and that's where the Raptors had to do something. And Nick Nurse calls that first timeout. You definitely don't want to have to call the first timeout against Houston. Like the, the little disciplinary, okay, guys, let's, can we just like, you know, lock in and be professionals here? Um, but, you know, Nick makes some changes as well, brings in Chris Boucher and Malachi Flynn. Boucher in for Scotty, Malachi in for Gary. I mean, look, listen, I wouldn't say any of the starters played excellent uh, or, or even remotely decent in the first five minutes or the first four minutes there. But to me, you know, Scotty did make a couple of mistakes. And I think with Gary, the, the walking down the floor and taking that quick three was just such a such a triggering point for Nick that he literally put in Malachi. Like, you know how triggered you got to be to put in Malachi? Um, and you know what? I have to say that um, Chris Boucher really did deliver a lot of energy. I mean, he faded as the game went on and took a couple of harder shots. But his overall energy in this stretch was excellent. He got the Raptors a three right away after checking into the game. Um, unfortunately, he got postered going the other way by KJ Martin, who I think is going to be in the dunk contest. So, okay, that that sucks. But you know, um, you know, Boucher comes in and gets a dunk in transition, and and you know, flies back into the corner for a block on a three. Uh, then he has a baseline drive attacking out the corner where he pump fakes the Rockets. Being the Rockets, they actually jump for the pump fake. And Chris Boucher is able to get downhill, Euro step around the guy trying to take in a charge, and, and, and Chris is able to finish, which was a really nice, impressive play. But he just came in and brought a ton of energy, got on the glass, got on the offensive glass, blocked shots. And it was him, along with Fred, who really got this game going. Um, you know, it was it, it was really um, those two guys who played hard, I thought, in the first quarter. And and listen, it was the Houston Rockets, so all due respect to how bad the Raptors were playing. I mean, it's it's hard to to fall into a deficit against Houston. Um, I understand that they just won back-to-back games, but, like, against OKC and Detroit, it's not necessarily, um, you know, standout games. Although I have to say the Raptors did did lose quite badly to OKC. Um, But, uh, yeah, the Raptors only down 21-20 to after the first quarter. Um, And, and again, it it was was Boucher making a lot of energy plays and then Fred just making a lot of... I mean, look, listen, Fred, Fred does a lot of like, if the, if the team is really going to be stuck and they're not doing anything, Fred will grab this team by the collar and at least assume responsibility for it. I've said this in other games, especially in the last like two months here, where he just really like takes on that responsibility, right? Like you saw in that, uh, the game where they lost <laughs> the two or 30 game. I'm going to repeat that stat over and over again until it's seared into your brain. The two or 30 game on national TV against the Milwaukee Bucks, that one Obviously, no one was got it going, and, and 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 whatever, man. That game was so nasty, but it was Fred who really willed them forward and made a whole bunch of plays in terms of just, like, trying to initiate. A lot of other guys weren't even looking to make something happen and just kind of, like, it looked like they were just okay with the team falling into this sort of, like, abyss. And it did feel like Fred was sort of pulling them by the collar and trying to get them going. A couple nights later, it was the same thing against the New York Knicks, the one game the Raptors lost. You know, nobody was really showing up in that one. And then Fred kind of had to pull him up by the collar. He does this like this. It, it, there is like it's pretty clear that he feels ownership of the situation. You know what I mean? And like that's what you need in some of these games where you're just like so, so sluggish to start. I don't want to repeat some of the plays earlier on, but, you know, it's not great. Having said that, though, like, it, you know, it, I, I don't like it when Fred has to, like, force the action because you just know that 
that's going to come with a lot of like missed pull up threes or some block shots at the basket. And it's not going to be pretty. And to be honest, I don't like it. I don't even think Fred likes it. I think it's the idea that someone has to start the charge and Pascal came out slow. Scotty came out slow. Gary came out slow. Fred's the only other initiator. So Fred's taking on the initiative. Now, you know, he, he hits a pull up three, which is good. Uh, but he misses a pull up three, which is bad. He, he drives in for uh, a shot. gets blocked. That's not good. But then he drives in for a circus shot and one lefty high off the glass while being hit from behind by Shangun. That was great. Then Fred attacks Shangun on a switch crossover, you know, uh, gets him to, I mean, Shangun's feet defensively are not good, man. He, it's very, very slow for him to sort of shift and pivot. And Fred's able to cross him over and, and draw the foul. Then Fred driving kick three to, to Scotty Barnes. Um, and so, like, you know, you could you could tell sort of like, okay, that's sort of how this game was going to go. Fred's going to be a high usage player. And to be honest, it makes sense it, because of the matchup. Like, you definitely want to attack Shangun. You know that, obviously, he's a very skilled offensive player, and we saw that tonight. Got to the free throw line 12 times, um, was just very crafty overall. But you know he can attack him defensively. Um, and the way you attack him defensively is to put him pick and roll. And Fred's obviously your best pick and roll ball handler. And so obviously, you know, you're going to run a lot of pick and rolls at Shangun. And that was the early formula. But, you know, it felt like, okay, eventually the rest of the team's got to show up. And that's where in the second quarter, like, definitely more of that came on. I thought Gary, after that really slow start and the early hook by Nick, came back in and started, you know, pretty strong. Um, you know, especially in the second quarter, because the first quarter, when Gary first returned back into the game with a minute left, he like held the ball way too long that jacked up a contested mid-range jumper that was like horribly off. And I was like, okay, what are you really doing? Um, but from that point onward, from the first quarter onwards, Gary was like, literally, it was hard for him to miss. I mean, he finished this game 10 of 15 from the field. All, uh, he had five of nine from three as well. Um, and, yeah, it was just straight buckets from that point onwards. You know, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, gives the Raptors their first lead of the game uh, with a curling floater uh, to lead 22-21. to 21. Then um, a mid-range jumper. Um, then, uh, you know, a wing three from, from Gary. And then back-to-back threes by Gary at the end of the quarter as well to sort of push the Raptors ahead. And, listen, the offensive flow was looking good. And for Nick, he was looking mostly, I think, for guys who could just come in and show some energy, right? And and this is a game where he literally played, um, he played a lot of young guys. And to be honest, this is a game where a young guy should play. Like the Houston Rockets are basically an AAU team. And Eric Gordon is like the dad of the, of the AAU team who jumps in and he's like, all right, you guys suck. Let me, let me get a couple of buckets here. Um, so like, yeah, you should, there's this opportunity for a lot of young guys to come in and play, right? And so you saw Christian Coloco come in the game. I thought his impact on the game was excellent in terms of his uh, rim protection you know, it wasn't like Houston. It felt like, honestly, Houston didn't even know the three-point line existed because of how little they shot the three. I mean, like, 21 three-point attempts in the modern NBA is truly, truly rare. And I understand that they're missing two of their best guards. So, obviously, you know, Jalen Green will probably get up 10 of these himself. Uh, but 7 of 21 is, is is a nasty, nasty number to look at um, because that's that's a number straight out of the 2003 finals. Last 2003 is probably exaggerated. 2008 finals, let's say. Um, but... You know, uh, the primary thing is they're able to get to the rim, right? Whether that's Shangun operating down low, you definitely need to bring help because the Raptors don't have a true center and also because he's just pretty good. Uh, but you're going to need other guys to sort of protect the basket. A lot of these guys are slashers. Um, and so I thought Christian came in and his energy was good. He, he brought some presence on that, that front. Wancho came in for five minutes, did nothing once again, missed an open three. You know, Malachi, I mean, what can I say? I mean, yeah, it's just another nothing burger from him as well. And I think for me, it was disappointing to see it was Delano getting a chance. 
and which is good. I mean, I, I like the fact that Delano got a chance, right? You got to show him something. He obviously hasn't played in a while. He had an injury. He was in a 905. Like, there, obviously, like, there's a lot of, like, continuity that is not there for him, right? And so, you know, that is something that's working against him. I understand that it's probably hard for him to get going. And it's not like this changed the game by any means, but it was very noticeable because I was like, oh, look, Delano's in. And I sort of started a little subsection. I'm like, all right, look, what's Delano going to do in this stretch? And in the span of two minutes, he made just way too many mistakes, right? First, when he came check into the game, um, two quick fouls, right? Including one before the inbound, which was not good. Another play where um, right before that, uh, Delano's man um, drove all the way the length of the floor for a transition layup, right? You can't allow that. Like, you can't come into the game and immediately allow a transition layup. I'm pretty sure that was off a of Raptors free throw as well. So you can't allow that. Um, and then there's another transition layup right through Delano for, for a layup. And then Delano's trying to run a simple dribble handoff at the top of the floor as a point guard. And he like screws up the dribble handoff and the Rockets pick it off. And it wasn't even like there was tons of pressure. I think he just kind of lost the handle or wasn't really focused on the play. And the Rockets were able to get out for, for a, a transition layup. And I understand how difficult it would be for a guy to hop, hop in the situation and, and be good right away. But at the same time, you have to look at it from Nick's perspective. If I'm going to say tonight, it's like, okay, look, oh, clearly a lot of our guys got out to a slow start. We're playing the Houston Rockets. There's going to be a chance for these guys to play, right? Um, if that's the plan and if the opportunity is made to you, ultimately you got to take those chances, right? Like it's ultimately up to you as a professional to take the small chances you get. Right. And especially if you get this opportunity here where, look, listen, if, if Delano played well, the Raptors would have rode with Delano for a while. It wasn't like Malachi was, you know, shining in his 16 minutes. But in those two minutes to make five mistakes, two fouls, including one before the inbounds. So that's a that's a free throw. Two fouls, two transition layups with no resistance and then a turnover on offense, which leads to a third transition layup. That can't happen for anybody in, in two minutes. It just can't happen. And so the, Rap, the Raptors went away from Delano there in the second quarter. But the, you, know, you could tell the Raptors were getting their rhythm back. Um, a couple of good things started happening, too. I think Pascal started finding his rhythm. Pascal started the game slow, but you know got a little fallaway jumper to drop. Uh, and then Pascal dove on the floor for a loose ball, which was, I mean, I mean it's, it's great to see. Um, <laughs> you definitely don't necessarily want to see guys like, you know, having to be in a position to, to scrap that hard. But listen, hey, you want to win games? Like, that's what you got to do, right? So Pascal getting on the floor, diving for a loose ball was important to me. That led to a major range jumper for Fred Van Bleet. So that, that salvaged two points for Toronto. Gary gets a three off a of baseline out of bounds. Then Precious gets a, a put-back dunk, another put-back off his own layup. Then Fred gets a corner step-back three. And then finally, I thought the key part was at the end of the quarter where the Raptors started helping each other defensively. And this is the thing. It's like you could really tell the cohesion of a team if they're playing team defense, right? And this is why if you go back a couple – was that the start of the week? No, it was a little bit earlier than that. But when when they started the road trip and they played Sacramento and they won that game, the reason I was so excited for that game was like, wow, look at the Raptors playing help defense. They look like a team, right? Guys were forcing a bunch of turnovers. Obviously, Sabonis was a tough matchup there. Fox was a tough matchup. You got to help on both those guys, right? You got to build the early wall against Fox to stop him getting – downhill and transition just like they're gonna have to do against John Morant and then of course against Sabonis you got to show him the multiple bodies and help them uh, surprise him with help from different spots and force him into uh, playing it out of a crowd and picking off his passes and the Raptors did a great job of that because all of that required a help defense and they did a great job of it right today just so little help defense over the course of the first quarter the Rockets miss shots but like whatever like they're they're clearly a, a really bad team like they're just genuinely incompetent in many of these plays um but still, you got to play some help defense, right? Because, look, listen, Shangun's a problem. 
um Eric Gordon was a problem today like you 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 gotta at least do something like you're playing basketball like help defense is just part of the game right and finally at the second quarter at the end of it I, I thought they finally did a little bit of it where Pascal helped Precious in the post um against Shengun because Shengun had Precious on the post up Pascal helped from the top of the floor and then Shengun spun away from the help to go baseline and that's where Scotty was also there rotating over for the help for to help the the miss um and then uh you know, Pascal was able to collect the rebound and then push ahead to Gary for the transition three, which was huge. And then the Gary also with a pull-up three and then in the game and then in the quarter. So that put the Raptors up ahead, um, I think by seven points. And and listen, it, it was never going to be like, I don't know. The Raptors never looked so cohesive that like it was going to completely come together. But I think just enough individual offense got them through in the uh, second and third quarter, in the third and fourth quarters. You know, Pascal got a three to start, which is great. Then Scotty with a, a really, really tremendous help uh, side block on Jabari Smith Jr. at the rim. Swatted it. Pascal gets the ball, leads the break. Fred transition three. So very reminiscent of the play to end the uh, second half or second quarter as well, where Scotty comes up with the help and Pascal sets up a transition three. Um, and yeah, then Precious comes over for, for the help defense um, on a double team, forcing a, a missed shot from the Rockets. Raptors go the other way. Pascal gets a transition layup. And then the Raptors get another stop. The Raptors go the other way. Fred gets a catch and shoot three. And, you know, it, it, it forces the Rockets in the first timeout. You know, even after that timeout, the Raptors continue to sort of pour it on. Pascal with the steal leads to Fred for a transition three. And, you know, from that point onwards, it, look, it was looking much more comfortable. The Raptors were up like 15, 16 points. Um, I think at that point, I, I didn't like necessarily the flow of the game. Because, look, listen, it felt like the Raptors can get anything they wanted. But offensively, like just a lot of individual creation. Uh, Fred in a lot of individual creation from Fred. I mean, I didn't mind that as much because again, the goal was to attack off pick and roll. So I, I didn't mind that. Um, but you know, th- there were a couple of plays that he forced Pascal kind of forced a couple of plays as well. It looked like he, it was one of those situations where he was like going to make the pass or make the jumper and take the jumper, even if he had it, um, without necessarily looking to, to make the drive and making the kick out pass or swing, swing, uh, Pascal did have four assists, but it felt very much like those were all maybe all in transition. And then, of course, Gary's going to go for his own. Um, in, in that type of game, it's a little bit tough for everyone else. I think, like, it's going to be, like, I don't fully blame the bench for coming in and, and, and giving you, like, zeros across the board, except for Chris, who mostly hustles for putbacks and, and, and like, random catch-and-shoot three here or there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of individual play. And so, yeah, you know, it's not necessarily going to sustain your lead because your defense is also going to be a little bit leaky. Luckily, the Rockets are ass. So, you know, it didn't really matter so much. And, um, you know, the only thing you would say maybe is like, okay, well, you definitely wanted to see um, some energy out of your guys. And that's where I really liked Chris Boucher and Coloco coming in off the bench and, and blocking shots, right? That that emphasis on, on rim protection was, was pretty important. Like, again, the Raptors didn't even defend that well overall. Um, but, you know, I think some timely blocks really do deter the opponent from always looking to get downhill against you. And Chris w- had a great block at the rim against Jayshon Tate. Then shortly thereafter, after Pascal got an and one over Eric Gordon, uh, Chris Boucher with another block. Then Christian Coloco with a great block at the basket as well. And so, you know, that was good. The, unfortunately, the Raptors preceded a lot of these blocks by just coming down the floor and playing ISO. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Raptors are up. You know, Fred had a nice move where he, he it felt like he split the double team twice. He split two pick and rolls and then got to the basket um, and drew a foul. The Rockets challenged it, but uh, Tate was still moving on the on the charge. I just, I just thought that play was notable because, you know, he split two double teams. I really, really rarely see a, a double split. 
Um, and then, yeah, it's the fourth quarter starts. You know, Scotty makes back-to-back threes, which is nice because Scotty was kind of invisible over the course of the game. Um, but he makes back-to-back threes, which is nice. Malachi airballs the shot, but Chris Boucher is right there for the putback. Uh, but again, you know, it, it, it started to feel like the Raptors just didn't know how to play offense again because you had Malachi rushing up the floor. No one, nobody, nobody else touched the ball except for Malachi. And he rushes up the floor for for a transition three and he bricks it. It's like you got to know your role, man. That's not that's not your role. Even if that's a really open look, I, and I understand that everyone wants to shoot a three right now, but like that's a bad shot. Just like when Gary pulled up in the first quarter and he missed it, and and Fred uh, and he got benched by Nick for at least a short while, you can't be doing that. That's a terrible shot, right? And then, you know, Scotty comes down, and same kind of deal. Nobody else touches it, dribbles down the floor, instant brick. And it's like, what are we really doing? And so that's why Houston is able to sort of hang around, hang around a little bit. Um, and, yeah, I mean, eventually they get their, their guys back in. And listen, Houston's trying to lose, so, like, they're not really trying to play to win in that way. But once they brought back Aragorn and uh, Alperun Shangun, like, they actually did have some decent half-court scoring. Shangun was getting downhill, Raptors' help defense wasn't there as much. I thought maybe they could have closed with either Chris or Christian, to be honest, um, to get some more uh, rim protection because Precious Iso guarding Shangun, he literally fouled out, committed a whole bunch of fouls down the stretch. And then Eric Gordon, you know, salute to him. First off, I mean, people are finally starting to catch on to this. I mean, I don't know if it's like I haven't seen it before. I know I'm not the only one who I've noticed, but Eric Gordon's got the most round phase possible. I saw some people calling him the pie mamba. All right, that's pi like three point one four, because um, we got to we we got to calculate the circumference of this guy's head. Um, I mean, listen, the, the, uh, for me personally, I've always compared him to a dime. You know, he wears ten first off on his jersey. Obviously, that's you know the, the, the cent valuation of a dime. Um, and then yeah, it's just just like a dime. It's a perfect circle with the face on it. So like yeah, the the the, the dime was 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 hot today, man. The dime twenty eight points. Five assists, ten of fifteen shooting. It just made it look so easy. Got downhill so easy against the Raptors. Uh, you know, it just finished with the left hand, right hand, scoop layups, all that kind of stuff. You know, got a couple jumpers to drop as well. I don't know what scouts were in the arena. I'm sure there are tons of scouts in the arena at this moment of the year. Uh, but yeah, Eric Gordon definitely showed out for those scouts. Um, and and that did make it not necessarily a hairy kind of finish for the Raptors because they were in the driver's seat. But then I don't know, man. The Raptors are kind of driving drunk right now. Like I I don't know which way they're gonna go, and it's a little dangerous. And to be honest, they should be off the road. So you know you you have to kind of rely on ISO scoring down the stretch, and that's not the strength of the Raptors. It really isn't. But then again, that's how they played for the first forty five minutes. So it's not a surprise to me, I suppose, that uh you know um you have. You know, Gary with the spin back mid-range jumper. Uh, then you have Scotty with the mid-range jumper. Then Pascal with the mid-range jumper. And it's like, okay, if you want to win off of that, I get it. Um, probably you can get to your spots much easier against Houston because they don't play a lot of physical defense and the help defense is not really there. But at the same time, it's like, man, we're really living and dying off of mid-range jumpers from guys creating an ISO. We know that's not the strength of the Raptors. But listen, I, I don't know if the Raptors really could have lost a game against Houston today. Like, really, if they played with the same lack of energy as they did in the first four minutes as the whole game, then, yeah, they would have lost. But they probably, like, obviously, you're not going to be that bad all game. But still, like, it, it felt very much like the Raptors came in. I was like, all right, it's like you roll out of bed, you know? Like, you know, that's like me. That's like how I started my day today. Friday morning, um, I knew I had a morning hit to do on the radio show at 7.30, so I set my alarm for 7.25. Somehow I sl- snoozed through the alarm, and I felt really bad about it, so I apologize to, uh, to, to Cuthbert. 
um, uh, for, for doing that on the morning show. I ultimately woke up and got on the show and did my hit at 740. So I was only able to come on for like 10 minutes. So I apologize once again. Bears won't happen again. But that's kind of how the Raptors started this game as well. Okay, like they're like, all right, we got to work in the morning. We're going to set the alarm for five minutes before and then roll out. And and listen, it burned them at the start. It looked nasty at the start, but Chris Boucher got it going a little bit. Fred got it going a little bit. And then the rest of the game, whatever. Like, it, it really is one of those, like, just come in, get your numbers a little bit, do your thing, do the bare minimum, and get through it. And, you know, that's ultimately the kind of game that we got. So um, you're never going to lose to the Rockets, but at the same time, it, you did not make it look fun. And also, I don't know why Houston intentional fouled so much at the end there. It was mad annoying to watch this game continue and continue. Because I just really wanted to do the React pod and finish the night. Because this is my third pod of the day. And uh, not that that's exhausting by any means. But I'm just like, look, listen. There's not that much to take away from this game. So, in order to wrap up the show, your three stars from tonight's performance. Um, man, uh, I, I guess first star is Fred. 32 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal. 10 of 22 shooting from the field. 5 of 11 from 3. 7 of 9 from the free throw line. Look, listen, there was a lot of individual offense in this one. There, there's no doubt. And I think that... You know, there could have been more of a balance in terms of playing more of a team game. But listen, the start of the game was so ugly, and I appreciate Fred for jump-starting the team. Um, and obviously, as the game went on, you didn't necessarily want to see him always hunt for his own shot, and there, there certainly are some wild misses in this stretch. Uh, but overall, you can't argue with the efficiency. I thought he played well, and it's just a shame. Why do you have to play 37 minutes in this? Like, you're playing against the Houston Rockets, and you got to play 30. All your starters playing 38 minutes, man. Nick, come on. I mean, I get it. The players got to play better, but oh my goodness, man. Okay, whatever. But Fred, yeah, Fred played well. There's, there's really, like, you can't argue with the results. It is what it is, right? Your, your second star, honestly, it's, it's got to be scary. I mean, I, I kind of, I said honestly because I almost wanted to give it to Chris, but I think I'm gonna give it to Gary. Twenty nine points. Um, the Gary special, of course. Twenty nine points, one rebound, two assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Um, so you know, just straight buckets. For, for Gary tonight, um, but hey, listen, you can't argue with 10 of 15 from the field and 5 of 9 from 3, and then <laughs> a very funny moment at the end of the game, because Gary did get 4 free throws, but they were all entirely at the end of the game, like literally within the last like 30 seconds. There's a play where the Raptors um, evaded the full court trap, got the ball up to a 2-on-1 situation in the front court, and Gary had the ball with the defender standing on his hip, and also Malachi standing right under the basket, going in for a, like ready to get for a layup and Gary instead of passing off to Malachi which is 100% the right move decide to hold on to the ball and draw the foul instead and listen it's all it's all good in the sense that Gary made both free throws but it's just like come on man like this the just give Malachi his one layup man please it's the right basketball plays to give him the layup but now Gary's like no nah, I'm gonna hold it and then 0.9 seconds left the Rockets I think scored and Gary rushed to the baseline, got the inbound pass, and the Rockets fouled him for some reason. I mean, like, what are you expecting to do with 0.9 seconds left down four? Like, why are you fouling him? But Gary made sure to get the inbound and got to the free throw line. So that's why how he ended up with four or four from the free throw line. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. But and listen, listen the, 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 you obviously appreciate the scoring from Gary. Uh, you know, clearly he's a guy who can always get you one. So uh, he did that tonight. And then your third star... I mean, it's hard for me to choose between Christian Coloco and, and Chris Boucher. I would say Christian actually played slightly better on defense. But, I mean, Chris was also the same guy along with Fred to jumpstart the team. In fact, I think his substitution at eight-minute mark to bring Chris in for Scotty, who started slow, was excellent coaching by Nick. Chris came in, was really focused, uh, tw- 11 points, eight rebounds, three blocks of steal. 
5 11 from the field, 104 from three. Maybe he took a couple more threes than he needed to, but listen, he played a lot of defense tonight. He played with a lot of energy, and you deserve that. If you, you come in with that kind of energy in a game where it's like this dead, you know, put up an extra three here or there. I don't care. That was a good game from Chris. So I appreciated that. Again, like this is this is just a game you gotta come in and just do your job. And, you know, they they started slacking a little bit, but they came back together and I mean, hooray, the Raptors win. Uh <laughs> sorry. I, I wanna be more I want to be more positive, but, you know, it's just some of these performances are just so genuinely nasty. Uh, you're, you're a Gerald Henderson award winner. I mean, listen, it, sh- it should go to Eric Gordon, but I do want to give Kevin Martin Jr. a little shout-out here. 20 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists on 8 of 9 shooting, knocked down a 3 and got 3 free throws as well. Super efficient outing from from uh, from Kenya Martin, but... Yeah, I mean, Aragorn, I mean, what can you say, man? The the, the, the What do you want? What do we all call The pie mamba, the, the dime, the... The the round face assassin, whatever it was, man, he he was he, it just. I can't. How long has Eric Gordon been in the league, man? How long was he in the league? Look, like, this guy was playing for New Orleans when back when they were the Hornets, man. How, I gotta look at Eric Gordon's stat page. I know I want to wrap up the pod, but and I know it's a it's, a, it's late on a Friday night. It's uh, it's almost eleven o'clock on a Friday night. I'm trying to end my night, but not before I look up Eric Gordon's illustrious career because I also went down memory lane earlier today. If you look up uh, Eric Gordon, Michael Jordan. You'll get a very surprising result. Obviously, they didn't play against each other. Eric didn't play that long. But there was an infamous game in high school. Eric Gordon went up against Michael Jordan's two sons. And I think Aaron Gordon had 43 points. And I think Jordan's two kids combined for eight. And it was like a 30-point blowout. But, uh, yeah, Eric Gordon came into the league with the Clippers, obviously, um, in 2008. So, man, he's been in the league a long time. Um, Yeah, he played for the Hornets. Then he played for when they changed to the Pelicans. Then in Houston. So I guess he's really just, I, but yeah, wow. He's just been a bucket his whole career. Um, but uh, yeah, wow. Oh yeah, he was a big piece of the Chris Paul trade. That's why. That's why he got to New Orleans. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, wow. He, he he I wouldn't even say he turned back a clock. I guess he's just always been like this, but uh, good for him. He's also made $160 million in his career. Uh, so again, I mean, wow. Congrats to Eric Gordon, man. 30, how old is he now? 30... Four. He just turned 34. Contenders, go trade for this man. Come on. I want to see him on the Milwaukee Bucks. I want to see him on which number, whichever number of teams, man. This guy can help a team. Right? Please free him, all right? I see that they've offered four first, uh, four second-round picks for him. That's enough, man. Just come on. At a certain point, you got you to gotta not try to, like, squeeze people for every buck that they have and just, like, just just do him a solid. Like, there's no reason for Aragorn to still be in Houston, man. But, uh Shouts to him. Shouts to his nicknames as well. The Hobbit, E-Money, E-G, E-J, Splash Gordon, 3G, Aaron Gordon. This guy's been in the league so long that 3G is an official nickname for him, man. We are up to 5G technology as a society now. So shouts to Aaron Gordon, who's been in the league since 3G was an, was an actual, like, Cool nickname, I suppose. But uh, anyway, um, that does it for the Reaction Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already, check out the Raptor Show today. We had a great one. Gary Trent Sr. was on the show. Um, so obviously, we just let him cook. Um, you know, we had the Banter Pod also on Thursday night. So if you haven't checked that out, I, I really personally had a great time recording that one. And um, yeah, uh, for me, I'm going to take Saturday off. And then uh, I'll be back to recap the uh, game on Sunday. So check that one out. 